0: Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix. If you've just joined us, a very warm welcome to the program. Now it's time to go stateside to speak to our very gorgeous girl gone blind, Maria
1: Johnson. Hello. Hello, Jill. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. I'm good this week. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine here in a sunny San Diego. It's been beautiful here. Oh, well, rub it in, because it's not been so peaceful here in the UK. We're getting
0: frost, and the winter (gasps) has really set in here in Scotland and the UK. Well, listen, we have got tons to talk about today, Maria, because I don't know about you, but people are always asking me the age-old question, ever since you lost your sight, Jill, are your other senses more heightened? Now, I think that people think that when we lose our sight, We get superpowers, we get kind of super hearing powers, and you know, you become blind as a bat girl, or that you know, something changes physically in your body. And it doesn't, it's just we rely on our senses a bit more, Maria, don't we?
1: Yeah, I've had people ask me the same question like, So I hear that your hearing gets better um, when you lose your vision. And then I usually go, What? (laughs) And then they go, I hear your hearing get, and I go, What? And then they go, Oh, wait, wait, wait. And I'm like, yeah, no, it doesn't. Um, you know, I have had many people ask me those things, you know, taste, smell, all of that. And, you know, it is just that we concentrate more on them to fill in the blanks of what we can't see. And that's how I kind of describe it to folks, you know, starting with hearing, you know, we're talking about that and I can be in my office And I can just hear what's going on in another room, the kitchen, and I know exactly what everybody's doing. And if I still had my sight, I may not be paying attention to that. I may just walk in there and go, oh, what's going on? Now, I actually hone in on it, if you will, and go, oh, somebody's, you know, stirring something and, you know, the refrigerator's being open and closed. And those are things I probably wouldn't have paid much attention to before my sight loss.
0: Do you know, it's funny you say that. I always remember going to see a band here in a massive venue here in Glasgow and at one point I turned to my no husband and said, Do "You know something, that girl over there with the tambourine is doing my head in." And he said, what girl? And he couldn't see any girl with a tambourine and he closed his eyes. And and the minute he closed his eyes, it was all he could hear. And he said, you know, that's incredible. And it's, it's an example that he'll use that, you know, unless you are physically looking at something, it's very easy to zone out on those kind of, you know, sensory cues
1: per se. Yeah. You know, I've noticed that in my fitness classes, I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to the music. I mean, as a fitness instructor, you have to pay attention to the music because it obviously is telling you kind of what you're doing and you're keeping with the beat and all of that. But... When I lost my sight and I couldn't rely on notes that kind of kept me in line uh, with what I was doing, I had to rely on the music and I picked up things in songs because it's all mixed, you know, to kind of go with the cardio and the weight training. But I picked up things that I never heard before when I was sighted. I'm noticing really uh, different sounds and bells and whistles and all kinds of stuff. It's so true, Maria. Now, you
0: and I are both ladies, and I use the word ladies in the loosest of terms, (laughs) um, that like to take care of our appearance. And with me, I know that that if I have so much as the tiniest spot on my chin, it feels like Mount Vesuvius. Um, If I have the tiniest bit of hair out of place that nobody else notices, but I feel it, then I can't go out with my hair done in that particular way. Do you notice that when you feel things now, Maria, it's so much more heightened? And I don't mean your feeling has got
1: better, but, you know, you just feel things more that
0: irritate you more about yourself.
1: I think it kind of comes into play with, you know, your imagination kind of takes a play with this. I'm always feeling my face and my mom's always like, stop touching your face, stop touching your face. But I'm always like, but what if there's something on my face? What if there's something on my face? And you know, I agree. It's like the minute you feel something like, Oh my gosh, it's the only thing I can think of. I'm obsessed. Like, (gasps) Oh, what is that? And everyone must be looking and, uh, you know, so much more than when I actually could see it in a mirror, which, you know, now we can't, but the same with my hair. I was just thinking when I do my hair, you know, my hair is pretty much straight and, um, you know, pretty easy to do, but I have to feel my whole head. And, you know, if there's a lump or anything, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's not, I didn't get that part, you know, but I have to look at my hair with my hands, but it's all by feel. And I was just thinking about that the other day that you bring up, Jill, and I I agree. But how about smell, Jill? How about smell? I was just going to
0: come on to that. (laughs) What I do have is a couple of particularly male friends that whenever I see them will douse themselves an aftershave because they think that, you know, it's something that I need more than others. Now, whether they're trying to hide something with that aftershave, I do not know. But, you know, it's strange that. But at the same time, I find it's quite courteous in a way because I do have male friends and female friends that will always make sure that they wear a little bit of scent, at least a little bit of scent, so that they smell nice for me because they know I can't see them.
1: You know, I've actually recognized people by their perfume and they'll walk by and I'll be like, oh, you know, hi, Marlene. And she go, how do you know it was me? I go, because you always wear the same perfume and I can smell you. And, you know, but that can be on the flip side, too. I do have certain friends that have the most god awful body odor. And (laughs) I mean, uh, and I can tell it's them. And I mean, that happens in my fitness class, boy, you know, it's like, (laughs) Oh, girl, you need to go take care of that. Um, But I also have people in my fitness class who douse themselves, like you say, with even old style, like Gina, like things that should not even be used anymore. And I can tell it's them from a mile away, but I just had an incident where there was a gentleman that I was volunteering with and he walked over and I've talked to him many, many times, but for whatever reason, he smelled so horrible that I almost could not get away fast enough. And now every time I see him, I know he's there, Or he's coming around to come say, hey, Maria, and give me a big old hug. I almost almost run because the body odor is so bad that I can do nothing but concentrate on that body odor. I can't hear him. I don't even know what he's saying because the body odor has overtaken my senses to the point where I'm like, I just want you to leave. Please leave. So smell can really be a deterrent as well. Um, I go into my refrigerator, and I'm looking for something, as far as leftovers, and. I open up a you know, container and it's like I smell it because I am not going to touch it. I am not going to taste it because I don't know what it is. And I will sit there and smell it and smell it and smell it. And sometimes I just can't tell what it is. And I either have to ask somebody or I just put it back because there is no way I am digging my fingers in there and eating something that I can't tell what it is. So, you know, trying to just smell things instead of being able to see them as you pull them out of the refrigerator, um, having a multi-person household you know, sometimes I don't know what's in there or if it's been there for six weeks or something. I mean, that can be pretty nasty. <laughs>
0: oh, definitely. And saying that, you know, my sense of smell has come in very handy for cooking because I cook a lot and I cook with a lot of different herbs and spices. And, you know, I'm I'm on my own a lot when I'm doing this cooking. I mean, you know, my husband isn't always there to ask, you know, what's this, what's this? Um, so I do have to rely on my nose to be able to smell various different herbs or spices. And, you know, I think the more you cook, your nose becomes attuned to things like that.
1: Yeah, maybe that's why I'm not a very good cook. because <laughs> I haven't sharpened those herb and uh, spice smells quite yet. Although I do find more and more I am opening the lids and smelling, you know, the different spices To see, you know, what's what or what I can recognize. You know, I've got the garlic salt down. I've got the onion powder down for sure, cayenne. But everything else just, it just smells like pepper. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not very good at it. And again, my family would vouch. I am a horrible cook. I was bad before I lost my sight, Jill, and I'm worse now. I mean, really, <laughs> I am. And um, you know, I, I don't really like to cook, so I just don't see me, you know, going that direction in any time in the near future. So, well,
0: listen, I've got, I've got a good idea. Why don't um, you come over here, uh, give me some fitness lessons, and I'll teach you how to cook. And <gasps> uh, you know, all rounds, it would be a win-win situation that sounds like a deal and I'll come visit the (laughs)
1: station and we'll have a great old time
0: <laughs> oh maria that would be amazing it really really would but uh yes yeah, so just to let people know that are wondering about our different senses we don't get super senses when we lose our sight or when we become partially sighted nothing is heightened we just rely on them a lot lot more but uh it is kind of cute sometimes when people ask you these things because you just think oh bless you know it's, it's my job now to kind of educate and uh let them know that uh, no I can't smell the old lady baking down at number one on my terrace so yeah basically it's not true it's not true at all is it Maria
1: no. And, you know, I'd like to have fun with them. Like I said, if people ask me, can you hear better? And I say, what, you know, it kind of gets them every time. And I've said, you know, if my sense of taste got better then chocolate should taste amazing. And you know what? It doesn't taste any different from when I was cited to, you know, partially cited. But one thing I will say is that overall, my sense of what's going on around me is heightened because I've had to heighten that to know what's going on. Call it a sixth sense, if you will. But, um, you know, we lost one sense. Maybe the sixth sense kind of came into play that I can kind of get a feel for what's going on around me much easier. Than I did before because I have to, right, Jill? We have to know when we're walking in somewhere and that we feel whatever's going on in our surroundings. I call it my spidey sense. And it's the vibes I pick up from the folks in the surroundings around me. They could be good, they could be bad, they can be scary, they can be get me out of here. They could be, oh, I love, um, I love what I'm feeling right now. But it's not a sense that you can really describe. It's like this, like a sixth sense would you
0: agree very much so maria and i can walk into a room and know that there's an atmosphere before anybody opens their mouth and i don't know what it is i just get this feeling that okay i'm going to keep my head down because uh, there are people in here that are not happy whether it's with me or with each other i do not know but um no i know exactly what you mean and and talking about your surroundings i know that that when i'm walking down the street i know where I am in my local vicinity because of sound, because of smell. I know when I'm walking past a certain restaurant, I know when I'm walking past the supermarket because I can hear the beeps. From the tills, I know when I'm walking past the guy that has the flower stand on the street because I can smell the flowers. So, you know, there are all these really, really useful things that, that, you know, thank goodness for me, certainly. I know there's people out there that, that don't have much of a sense of smell or taste or, you know, their hearing isn't great either. But, you know, for me, at least... That helps me with my day and and to get on with things.
1: Yeah, and I think the folks listening who maybe also be hearing impaired, you know, that they would rely much more on the some of the other senses we talked about, which is the smell and touch, um, because they can't really rely on their hearing as much. So I do think that you'll just really polish the senses that you do have available to you to get you through your daily life. You know, be it at home or at work or out and about, like you said, walking around your neighborhood. In your your town, you're going to use the ones that work the best for you because you have to. Very much so. Well, do you know,
0: it's a really interesting conversation, Maria. It really is. And thank you so much for coming on and talking to me about it.
1: Are you anything nice planned for the weekend? Well, actually, I'm off to teach class uh, after we get done talking here in a few hours. You know, not much, not much Us planned, you know, I don't know, touch things, smell things. I don't know, stuff like that. <laughs>
0: Okay, blind is a girl. Well, listen, thank you so much for talking with me today, and we shall speak to you again next week here on RNIB Connect Radio. Have a good one. You too, Jill.
1: Talk to you soon.
0: For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.